the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 104. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, today we do have a very special guest joining us on the show, and his name is Jason Woodforth. Now, many of you would already know Jason as the ICN Queensland president, and we actually have had Jason on the show for three episodes in the past. So that would be episode 32, 52, and 60. So we would highly recommend checking those out as well. But, you know, now that it is a fresh new year of 2021 and we are not far out from the ICN shows cracking ahead, you know, in these coming weeks, about 10 and a half weeks out from here in Queensland, we thought we'd get Jason on the show to answer all of your listener questions. So thanks so much for joining us today, Jason. Uh, My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, we'll get stuck into these questions and probably introducing with the probably most asked question we received and something that is very important about competing with ICN. So what are the testing methods to ensure someone has a natural status? And part two of that, has there been any progress on the ICN 365 testing? Yeah, no problem. So uh, we use um, uh, urine samples uh, for our testing. Uh, They get sent over to uh, Utah. Um, and we did that for the last show, and for the next show coming up, uh, we'll be quadrupling the number of tests. Um, it's just unfortunate, um, guys, that testing is just so expensive. Um, the other way to do it would be a lie detector. The problem with the lie detector, if you do that well, it's a three-hour lie detector test. And I actually, wow. just, yeah, I just looked into it um, just a few weeks back to see whether or not that was a possible option. Um, but it's just too much. And imagine doing that, you know, the day before for a competitor, or even on the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would just destroy them and wreck them to be sitting there for three hours. Um, and then on ICN 365 was just only put on hold due to COVID. Um, but so we'll be looking to bring that ICN 365, which is basically doing a test in every state every month of the year. Um, so we'll look at bring that back for season B. Awesome. Yeah, I think knowing that you have the reassurance of competing against other natural competitors is so important. So, yeah, we're both glad that ICN takes that seriously. Yeah. And and look, guys, we're, we're not like unlike any other sport, whether it's the Olympics, whether it's NRL, AFL, uh, Major League Baseball, you name it. You know, there's always people out there trying to cheat the system. Mm. And we just, you know, and we target tests. Um, so if we get Intel, we'll target tests um, or we just have to look someone just go, no, we need to test them. Um, you know, the majority of people do the right thing. And like all other sports and federations, we try and nab the ones that are doing the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. And it, it'll, and that'll never change. I mean, you know what? Actually, I found out many years, uh, years ago in the Tour de France, they um, their first doping test positives were back 104 years ago. Wow. So it's just amazing what's happened in, in every single sport. Yeah. Mm. But that's where we're at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, that's what makes bodybuilding unique as a sport, because there are two different streams, right? You can go down that route if you want to be enhanced, or you can go down the route if you want to stay natural. And, you know, that's what ICN stands for, right? Like, Mm. I compete natural. So That's it. That's it. And at the end of the day, I just hope more people stick with that, because it's easy to use the other way. Um, You know, this is, it's, it's more rewarding when you're doing it yourself and just using food. And then some people say, oh, well, you're using supplements, you know, that's that's not natural. Uh, and we can get into that oxymoron bloody um, conversation if we need to, but yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it, it, we, we do our best. Um, it, it'll never be perfect and no other sport has ever got it perfect either. Um, but we just continue and we just hope that, you know, the natties, uh, the people that have taken something just go, no, I have, I'll go to the other federation. Yeah. And that, those other two federations are there for that. Um, you know, and, uh, and actually, I'll just bring up a, 
we had a we test this guy back um i won't say who about six years ago and uh came off and goes oh this is great this is great oh you're testing you're testing um anyway he ended up testing for three different things and we have to we, we obviously always publish who fails and he goes no you can't you can't it'll ruin my my career my job uh my pt business blah 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 and the thing mate if you had just gone to the other federations no one would have questioned anything and yeah. you know just think of why you maybe shouldn't have taken it because of your job, you know, your career, your PT, just your everything, your reputation, mm. you know. So, um, yeah, but again, stupid him. How do you go on to the other federations? No one would have asked a single question or could have been bothered asking anything. Mm. But, exactly. Yeah. It comes down to, you know, you really need to take responsibility and have integrity in this sport. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, just to finish up, I learned something recently that for the Olympics, they keep like a backlog of the samples that they take from all the athletes. And as yes. the knowledge of, of drug testing has improved, they've actually been backlogging some of the samples and retesting them. And then they've actually Correct. stripped people of their medals for that reason. So it's quite yep. interesting. Yeah, they, they've been doing that for about two decades now, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, good for you guys. You know, if someone does cross that line, calling them out. Yeah. I agree with that. 100%, yeah, yeah. Cool. So next question is, what are the most common posing mistakes competitors make? Um, okay, let's start with, say, the um, female divisions in bikini sports and fitness is twisting far too much. Um, you know, like we've got a front pose, we've got a side poses, and we've got rear poses. Um, on that front pose, um, they're turning into a side pose um, occasionally. And then you watch the girl when I go quarter turn right, and she just resets because she's already in a quarter turn, the quarter turn of the right. So understand that our judges want to see your front on pose. And then when you've got your side poses, the rear pose, probably the biggest thing they get wrong is um, leaning forwards too far. So they're, they're fading away from us. And just think when you bend over, um, your symmetry gets altered because your your legs stay the same height, but your upper body, the more you bend over, actually gets shorter and shorter. Um, so, yeah, watch that and also watch um, – I've been saying opposing classes for late. Unless you can see in a two-way mirror your back pose or your coach is with you, don't do your back pose. Do not practice your back pose because if you practice your back pose, which you think is right, which you can't see, and it's wrong, like you squeeze your shoulder blades together, um, you know, haven't got your hand positioned right or something like that, there's no one there to correct you to make sure you – have in your, um, so that you, you've set in your memory bank of what that feels like. So now you're sitting in your memory bank of this feels right, but in actual fact, it's completely wrong um, because a lot of people, and again, at posing classes, I'll say, your front pose, and I'll stand there in my front pose, is my side pose and just turn sideways, uh, you know, twist at the trunk. Then I'll go back and say, that's my back pose. And I haven't moved my lats or my shoulders. Literally, your front pose is your rear pose. And that's with the, more so with your arms down pose. Um, but even with the arms up pose, um, a couple of girls on the weekend, actually, they thought they had their, their lats out, but they just didn't. And yeah. they, you know, so they would have practiced that and practiced that and think that's normal. And then when you just sort of assist them, they go, oh, yeah, I can feel that. Mm -hmm. So just make sure your rear poses are always done in a two-way mirror or with your coach. And even then, I'd suggest in a two-way mirror with your coach because you want to see what you're feeling. You do every other pose, for, you know, especially bodybuilding and figure. You do every other pose looking at the mirror. Make sure you're doing the same with your rear poses, whether it's your rear lat spread, rear, rear double biceps, um, or just your, your rear model poses, just to make sure you get it right. 
Um, and then um, if I go to bodybuilding, uh, the biggest one I see is the riddle bicep where they actually almost fall backwards. And I was at a show a couple of years back where I watched a guy actually fall over. Um, our lighting works best with you being upright. You can also hit your pose best being upright and just do a pose at home and just think, okay, well, let me do a riddle bicep standing straight up and down and then lean backwards and backwards and backwards. And the further you go back, the more you can't concentrate on the pose because you're almost going to fall over and that's that that takes over. So just watch that rear one. Um, the side chest one, oh, look, some people just uh, – hard to describe on, um, on air, but they, they come over the top with their rear arm and they're looking very narrow. Side chest, you really want to be sort of, again, upright and opened up with that, that rear pec on. Mm. Um, and in general, for bodybuilding and figure, I see a lot of the times where they don't flex. They, they, they're pulling so hard through their fists or throw, so hard through their hands with the girls, and they actually haven't flexed on. Um, you know, I, I saw uh, probably three years ago a guy ripped to shreds. I saw him in Toowoomba in between shows. I said, mate, how'd you go? He said, fourths and fifths. I said, really? I'm like, what did the judges get wrong here? He showed me the photos. His fists were so pumped on in his forearms, he didn't put his biceps and triceps on at all in the front and rear biceps, not a smidgen. So you've got to remember that your biceps and triceps don't work via your hands. And you can do that at home and right now. Just hold your arms out like you're holding a steering wheel and just put your arm, put your biceps and triceps both on and move your hands. And I'm doing this with Tower and Jack and they can see what I'm doing. And um, you go, you're right. Actually, I can move my hands and my biceps and triceps are on. Yeah. And also the other one is um, a lot of people pull up through the neck. Again, you should be able to put do a pose and you, you should be able to talk and turn your head yeah, mm -hmm. and then just put a smile on because that's it. And everything should be on. Um, so trying too hard through the neck and through the face. Have everything switched on super hard and then that big smile, because the judges love a big smile, just comes naturally easy afterwards. Get on that rear double bicep or rear um, uh, front double bicep position, get everything on and then just put girls, just put those hands casually into a beautiful position or guys just complete the, the pose with the fist closed. Um, so that probably in a nutshell is yeah. probably the... I have, yeah, I have a few questions for bodybuilding. Uh, one of them being, so like in the front poses, let's say like um, mainly front double by, like the typicalness is just to have stand front on with your legs. Like what what if you played with the leg positioning or do you want the leg positioning completely front on? Oh, great. I'm glad you mentioned leg, um, leg positioning. So it's what suits the body. Okay, like you don't put everybody in the exact same position all the time because sometimes a little tweak suits a, a different body style, body type shape better. In general, for guys, it is that two um, feet together um, mm. pose with the, the cord switched on. Um, sometimes a guy might do you know, um, more weight on one with the other leg outwards a little bit. Again, it needs to suit. Um, mm. The biggest issue with the girls is some, oh, actually, sometimes guys too is they bend down too far, okay? Only bend in all, all poses through the knee as far as you need to to get everything switched on because mm. um, you don't want to bow down to your yeah. to you. you. Looks like you're as, riding a horse or something. Yeah, you want to stay as tall as you, stay as, tall as you can um, but with everything switched on. Um, and girls, just watch that inside leg muscle because um, if you get really lean through the legs, it can look very gangly. You're better off switching the outside quad on, not that inside muscle that just 
it looks really terrible and that's the only mm. thing switched on in both legs yeah i know that muscle that you mean like the adductor it's kind of just looks like a rope on the inside of your leg yeah 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 um, i know when i get really lean from my running background when i pose sometimes i have to try yeah. to hide that <laughs> mm, yeah and, all, and also um I, I don't know whether bring up clothing but um just on clothing make sure you wear your clothing right because it, it can change your symmetry um, guys wearing their uh, physique shorts too low, it gives them an elongated trunk. Um, the same goes with men's bodybuilding. They want to wear them down so far it's not funny. And again, you get the elongated trunk. And guys, if you don't have a striated ass, do not lift your bloody, um, show your bum <laughs> cheek, for crying out loud. It's, it's no, no, it's not straight. It's not like Nathan Wallace's. So don't yeah. do it. Okay. Um, and girls, same with um, in any outfit you wear. Just think how it makes your symmetry look. So look for the right level of um, where that bikini goes on the hip. And also don't wear tassels on the hip. Just wear the one connector because when you drop the tassel down two or three inches, that's where your leg length gets cut off. You know, so for a short girl, you might have that one piece connector a little bit higher, maybe. But again, it depends on her symmetry. And then for the tall girl, if her legs are just way too long, you could bring that little connector piece down, maybe an extra half inch um, compared to the shorter girl, just to make the legs not look too long. So you can do things with clothing. Um, so it's really important to get your clothing right and where it sits. Mm. Yeah. And I just had a question about, you know, obviously competitors, you know, leaning either too far forward in a back pose, you know, or too far back in a rear double by. Do you think that's because they think the judges are like sitting on the ground and they've got to like position their body to really show the judges as, as if they're like, well, like above them? Yes. You know what? Um, I think this goes back to the 1965 Olympia. All right. Um, in uh, Muscle Beach where Arnie, I don't know if it was Muscle Beach, but anyway, I remember seeing the video of it and the, the stage was like two metres tall, right? And the judges were way down there. <laughs> That's not the case, okay? The lighting is set for you to be standing um, up and down and our judges are, like in Queensland, our judges' tables are good 10 metres back, okay? Mm -hmm. And we're only 800, 800 mil below you. So our head height actually sits around about probably about your calf, so you just do not need to lean over, you know, whether it's the, the rear pose. And again, whether it's the rear double bicep pose and you're trying to, you know, angle yourself down at the judges, don't. And whether it's the um, the rear pose in the model poses, girls don't lean over because you're falling away from the judges. Um, and you, you, like I said, you, you're changing that symmetry. Um, mm -hmm. And so just on also on, um, on transitions, um, always step towards the judges when you transition. Don't step backwards. Always step towards. Or some girls do spin on the spot, that's fine. But if you step backwards and the girls beside you step forwards, you could actually be out of view. Always yeah. step forwards, always be positive, um, always have that slight lean towards your judges. I want to say slight lean, it's just a slight lean, mm -hmm. not so much up and down neutral, just that small forwardness. You know, I say to the girls in um, like, when you're in heels, you're kind of in that position anyway. You're sort of like trying to not fall over. But um, in sportswear and, um, you know, men's bodybuilding physique, just have that um, that lean forwards to the judge. Have that positiveness and also have a smile. The judges love smiles. And, you know, I tell you what, just getting the last two posters ready, the Brisbane poster out today, or we'll actually, we'll, it'll already be out by the time you put this up, is it was so hard to find uh, people to put on the posters because of the number of people that wouldn't smile. You know, mm. um, it's really important you learn to smile. Um, it really makes it makes everything better, and the judges love it. And you know, 
we had a girl that, um, and again, we probably did this on one of our previous podcasts, but just again for the newbies, we had a girl, the judges just going, I wish you would smile, just smile, just smile. You're going to win, but would you just freaking smile? She put too much Botox in. Oh, no. We found out afterwards and she was trying, but she just couldn't move. Mm. her mouth to smile and sorry also just on that i know i digress um every time we do these um a couple of years ago i don't know what was going on with eyelashes uh but connie um, one of my female judges just goes what is going on this year with these these eyelashes they were so mega mega big black dark um stripper you know, eyelashes oh they were terrible <laughs> girls girls in particular don't make your hair tan or makeup the standout Certainly stand out with something, but you want your body to stand out, okay? Your body's the standout. Make everything out just nicely complimentary. Your hair, don't do a prom-style hair night, your wedding hair. It's what, what would go on the front of a, a, front of a, um, a magazine cover, okay? Yeah. Just make everything complimentary. We've had, we've had hairstyles where you're just going, what on earth is happening there? And you're like, no, no, Sarah, what? And you can't get past the hair, and you've done all this work on your body and you're forcing us to look at their hair. And, I mean, just do it in the shopping centre or go out one night and just go, yeah, you're right. I haven't got down to the dress that girl's wearing or what that guy's wearing. I'm like, what the heck has he done with his hair or her hair um, or the makeup or too fancy a bikini? Okay, you don't need a fancy bikini. You just need a bikini. Mm. Um, you know, just make everything look great and then the body will shine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, and on that, we had a girl a, a couple of years ago in swimsuit. She wore a gold bikini that was a very a similar shade towards her tan, and her hair color was very tan-like color. It literally looked like a mat. She was just one color. So what happens there is, is your body parts don't stick out how they should. Okay, you don't have that that line for where the um, the leg goes. It literally, there was no leg. There was just one straight body up and down. That's why you've got to pick your bikini color right. You know, don't do a red, a dark red bikini color that is very close to your tan. Have something different that stands out. Because again, that outfit of yours is really determining your symmetry shape. So you've got to make sure that yeah, everything stands out yeah, is, is right. Yeah, makes sense. And I mean, we kind of talked about this a few episodes ago, like, saying the judges aren't going to tell if you've went to the like hundred dollar nail parlor versus nope. going to kmart and getting some cheap nails correct 100 percent. yeah uh, too many um overthink what we really don't need to, to look at you know too much bling we don't need to see too much bling you know yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you after a show um how many girls had what on bling wise or whatever you know mm. just it just doesn't matter but i can tell you now i i remember when someone like does a um a, a halter neck um, in swimsuit, like you just go, no, you don't choke yourself. You know, that's mm. not what we're going to see. Or um, where's um, in swimsuit girls, just your normal, actually sh Google Shelly Vandervelt and check out her swimsuit. It's one of the best swimsuits um, going around what she wore um, a couple of years back. Um, I can't remember what she wore in the last show last year. But, um, yeah, look at the likes of what Shelly's done for her bikini because, uh, sorry, swimsuit, because you can get this swimsuit wrong. Okay, um, again, I've seen girls wear swimsuits where they, they're just too high on the hip, ridiculously too high, and some that are just ridiculously too low down on the leg, and it's cutting their leg length off. You yeah, you don't want to go through like a 20-week prep and end up looking like Borat. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%, yes. Cool, so we'll move on to this next one. Yep. So I guess we've covered a lot of these already, but like what are the most common posing mistakes that competitors make? So you mentioned the neck. 
you mentioned like the bow legs any other ones no i think what i covered before um just going through the figure poses um oh certainly uh, when we ask you to do a um uh you know favorite pose um or when you first come on make sure you know that what your favorite pose isn't a favorite pose like um uh like something very artistic you want to make sure you show every strength possible okay so the last thing you want to do is get on there and you know do a front or a bicep when in actual fact your side chest is so amazing that's what you should be showing the judges always keep reminding the judges of your best position of um, muscularity especially in mm. bodybuilding and figure um, i remember back in 2008 uh, storm to smith every after every post he would show his obliques off and abs off because they were wicked and that's what you keep reminding the judges yeah remember this remember this and he just put in so um flawlessly seamlessly and um fit in between poses so make sure you know what your strengths are it's not what you might think get someone else to have a look and go no 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 you got way better than this oh but i like doing this pose i don't care what you like doing you want to remind the judges what's the you know this this is it mm. um and i remember a girl back in 2008 australian titles she had this killer front pose with this killer smile and she just convinced the and the look she gave the judges were like, "Hey, by the way, you're giving me a trophy." <laughs> and uh, and she walked away with the trophy. And I'm going, I don't know whether she did deserve a second, but um, yeah, well, good on you. You know, you got to sell. You're up there selling. Let me first say that winning is putting the best version of you on stage. If you go on stage with that mindset, you're going to have a great day. If you go on the mindset of I've got to win, the minute you come second, you're a loser. Okay winning the trophies are a bonus this is about a journey and winning is putting the best version on you on best version of you on show uh on that stage and you know i love it when i see people who don't win like only getting a, a medal and they've got their fist pumping up in the air yeah mm. like that's awesome or someone who doesn't you know gets a top five but not first they'll get up there with just a fist pump it's going yeah like that's awesome guys because you don't know what's going on beside you Okay, um, you don't know why the judges pick that sometimes. You get the judge figure, ah, yes, I see, you know. But um, so until then, just be proud of what you've done. Be happy and enjoy the day. Mm, awesome. And I, I do have another, something you said sparked uh, me remembering something. So in the bodybuilding poses, when is the hands together most muscular interchangeable with the crab pose or do we have to do the crab pose? So depending on the, the, the field in front of me, and I can I listen to the judges to see, you know, if there's a bit of confusion, they're not too sure who. Uh, if it's tight, I'll do the hands on hip pose first, most mm -hmm. uh, muscular, and then ask them to go into the crab. Okay. Yeah. And so, what about like this one, um, like hands together? Oh, well, I that's guess. pretty much the crab. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, just, what I was thinking. Yeah, le yeah. leaning over the crab. Yeah. 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 Um, and and again, if I don't ask for one, um, for some guys. Yeah, big bulky guys, that's the crab. You want to get in the crab. And if you're not big and bulky, maybe do the hands on hips one. Um, again, if you don't get, uh, if I ask you to do either, um, just make sure you know which one's your better one. Yeah, it's all about playing to your strengths, as you yep. said. Yep, 100%. And I just have a question about when competitors are actually lined up on the stage, right? At what point should a competitor make the call that they should actually rotate their body to face the judging panel? Because, you know, sometimes you'll get a division up there, there might only be five guys up there, but then you get a division and there's 20 girls in a line, right? So when should someone make a call to rotate their body to sh really show the judging panel? So do you mean more so the, you know, the two or three on the ends? Yes, the people yeah. on the end. So, yeah, so guys and girls, if you're on the end, to um, and feel free to position yourself facing directly to the judging panel. 
no problems at all. And actually, in actual fact, I often will say the, the girls and guys on the end, you can angle in towards the judges. Mm. Just make sure when you go to the rear that you, you're sort of like aware of where that angle is. I had a girl one year, she angled herself towards the judge, which was great. But when she went to the rear pose, she literally was going down the, down the front of the stage line. Oh. You know, completely miss the direction. So just make sure you, you know where that is. And also note, our lighting at Chandler is some of the best in the country, if not the world, for bodybuilding. We can see you on the outsides. We can see you on the absolute edges, no problems at all. And a lot of our winners, um, I had one comp where it was a ridiculous amount of um, people that won from the outside. Okay, so don't think that um, you know you, you don't get seen out there. You get seen. We we look at everybody, but then eventually also do note once we get to that top five or top seven, we do have to start looking at just those people. But you have been looked at beforehand. No ifs, no buts, no maybes. Um, that eventually we've got to make decisions, and that means we've got to get onto the you know those top five, seven to make those calls. Yeah, and on that note, you know when you are swapping people around, right, to make your comparisons. Do the judges have a preference just out of respect whether or not competitors walk in front of the line or behind the line in order to swap positions or does it really not matter? Look, for, for me, it just doesn't matter. It's like if that's, you know, there, there's a um, another, uh, uh, what will I say? There's a judge I know that if you walk in front, you will get absolutely, yeah, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> Uh, you know what, if that's the biggest thing in life, um, yeah, I, I don't see it a problem. We've been, you know, for all the people that generally speaking at our shows do walk in front, I have never in 15 years in 50 comps ever had a complaint about they walked in front. Yeah. Not once. Yeah. Not once. Good. And I mean, like, there's 100 divisions per show now. The fact that today was 40. Say we've done 10,000 divisions. Uh, maybe, maybe it's not that many. Maybe 5,000 divisions. Not one complaint. Yeah, mm. just just change position yeah. awesome well just to break up the questions from posing i wanted to move on to this one that says can you be considered too lean in icn coming from a competitor who was told they were too lean in ifbb bikini yeah now um actually i think i know who you're talking about here um because i had a conversation with this well it may not be this girl but anyway um the great thing about icn is we have a category depending on where you've come in leanness wise Simply put, if you've come in aiming for bikini and come in too lean, easy, go sports fitness. Mm. If you haven't come in lean enough, you come back to bikini swimsuit. If you've come in super lean um, and muscles and uh, veins pumping everywhere, go into figure. It's it's really the one thing I love about our federation is just there, there really is a system, a tiered stepping system in place, you know, mm. um, and you know, then, then looking at um, the judging uh, bikini, often we've not placed girls who are too strong. We had a girl many years ago, and um, and, and look, I on the judges' table, so people are aware, I listen to the judges, I guide them, I am the national director for judging, because it, it is very hard as a judge to make sure that you, you just think, oh, that, yeah, they should just get it right every time. It's not that easy when you're during game day. And I can sit there because I'm not under the pressure of it and just go, Guys, you know, are you right there with what you think? I'm listening to you, um, but look at the criteria, you know. And I had one of my judges place this girl second. And I said, second? I said, she's going to win fitness. She's not even in the top five, please. And, and her response back was, um, uh, but, um, hang on, was, oh, but we couldn't place her first because, no, no, you're not even placing a period. And she won one over open fitness. 
Okay, yeah. so sometimes the best body doesn't win because it doesn't match the criteria. In swimsuit in particular, some of the girls in sports and fitness want to do it. If you're really strong, athletic looking, you're not going to do any good in the swimsuit. Um, some girls do it just because they want to and they got a swimsuit. Um, but I'm very upfront. If you're in, in you're in fitness in particular and figure, do not even consider swimsuit unless you just want to do it for some fun. Okay, mm-hmm. because it's not the look we're looking for. At best, it's a combination between bikini and maybe sports model at best. Yeah, it's kind of like getting marked down for a spelling on a math test. Like it's a math test. <laughs> the spelling is not addressed in that, in that particular yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but I think people have really reassured that like you're, you're following a really strict criteria in terms of what you want because that makes the competitor's job easier choosing uh, which category they fit best. You know, and that's why as well, like Jason, you're a great MC because when you're on the mic, you're trying to explain these things between the divisions, right, to the audience. Because like someone might just rock up to Chandler, right, and buy a ticket and watch the show and, you know, the leanest girl on stage plays his fifth and they're like, what is this, right? Because they think they're a judge. But then you can explain like it's not always the leanest body on stage for this division that's going to get first place. Yeah. And look, we've also got the situation where we can only judge what's presented to us. And we might say we're looking for ABC. And unfortunately, all we had in front of us was BCD. Um, you know, it hasn't matched purely the, the criteria. Um, I was in Darwin and was seeing a show many years ago, and the girl in bikini that won had a four pack. Like, I couldn't believe this girl's four pack because the rest of the body was bikini. Okay. And the other girls, unfortunately, just weren't even. Oh, they just weren't close to bikini bikini shape, and so we had to give the win to that four. Yeah, so we can only also judge what's in front of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I guess and that's also, like like a, a a ten ten person lineup of men's physique, and they all are bodybuilders in board shorts. You kind of have to deal with what you've got there. Yep, yep. And and, you, and what, let's go to classic physique, men's classic physique. In the first couple of shows, it's like the only person that did the most number of correct poses won, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't I, matter I how was there for that. Were. Yeah, and, and yeah. like the classic was the 2018 World Championships. Um, and I ran with Scotty Piper, my co-Queensland president. And um, literally, out of all the poses, I reckon, so there's five poses um, in classic. I reckon between the tw- f- 10, 12 blokes are up there, so that's what, 50 poses all up, maybe 10 were done correctly. And then when I go pose down, they all ran up the front of the stage doing the classic poses. <laughs> Scotty walks up to me and goes, did you see that? I said, yes. Oh, my God. Mm. You know, like, so if you're going to enter classic physique, guys, you just can't do a bodybuilding pose. You will get a flat zero. Okay? It's just a, a zero. We, we actually do it pose by pose, especially when people aren't doing the correct poses because we're not judging it. We do not even judge the wrong pose in classic physique. You get a straight out zero because you're not even close to matching the criteria by doing a non-classic physique pose. I do have a, because I'll be doing classic and I do have a personal question. I have noticed that with the quarter turns for ICN Queensland, you like, you prefer people to be a bit off kilter, but then for nationals, it was slightly different for the quarter turns and like for for other competitors doing Queensland and nationals, like which should we choose uh, for the quarter turns? Um, Always have your quarter turn offset. Um, The hardest ones to do are your side ones. Um, even to the point I was thinking la, um, last year, should we actually scrap the side quarter turns for that division and actually just have a front and a rear mm-hmm. and you know really push those hips to the left or the right? Um, Slade Walker is a great example. Um, again, uh, Facebook him. Check out some of his poses. We've got them up. Really great classic physique side um, 
front and rear poses um, and uh, just his poses in general. Really good. Awesome. Yeah. And just going back to the initial question talking about, you know, like, what happens if a competitor is considered too lean for a division? I, I completely agree with you. It's laid out really nicely in the female categories going from like bikini and swimsuit, all those, right? But what about for the male divisions? Okay, so to answer your question, maybe back for the girls for a second, you, you can be too lean for a division, but mainly in bikini and swimsuit. Mm -hmm. um, once we start going to sports and fitness, um, you know, some girls just don't pack the muscle on. So they look, you know, lean is it too lean but it's just their body type you know um but we then judge that versus the their height sort of like um have they got enough muscle then for their height um you know but for guys uh, guys you can't really be too lean period guys shred up just get shredded yeah awesome yeah, in, 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 in all divisions just get shredded just get dial it in and apart from leanness, how do you determine whether or not a competitor is too muscular for a division? And I guess this would now apply more to the male categories. Um, yes, because we very rarely have that instance in, um, well, again, bikini and swimsuit. Um, you know, we've had girls where we go, sorry, you're just too big, you're too muscular. Um, and they know that. And I've had that conversation even before they got on stage. Uh, but they were there, they bought one and they just want to do it for fun. Um, for guys, um, that's why I brought in men's muscle model because some of the guys in men's fitness were just monsters, you know, big muscle bellies, um, uh, big chest, big arms. And so I made male muscle model. So guys that want to do male muscle model, if you're muscular, like big bulky muscular, do that one. Um, if you're not your men's fitness, you're still six pack material. You still got muscle, but the, the guy standing next to you, the same height's probably 10 kilos heavier. Okay, mm. I'm, I'm 174, five foot eight and a half. Um, you know, I compete at 67 kilos. Someone my height, I know guys my height, actually less than my height, that are like 77 kilos on stage. So I'm men's fitness, they're in the men's muscle model because they're yeah. just that bulkier, bigger look of which we're looking for. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I think, I guess something that's uh, interesting for us and a lot of other competitors is about like the evolution of criteria and divisions and how it's changed over the years. So like, and what are your predictions for how this will continue to change? So like, I guess relating it to bodybuilding, uh, five years ago, were you looking for something different with bodybuilding? Like I know from personal experience, like strided glutes have become a lot more prominent in the last few years. And, and do you think that'll change at all in the years to come for criteria? Um, so not much change at all. The striated glutes thing, which I think Nathan Wallace again was the, uh, was the instigator there on about this is a 2008 or 2010 i think he's going to make a comeback this year too um is um you know just not everyone can lose that much fat off their ass you can mm. be as lean as and you, you just still hold it there it's like some girls get as lean as but still hold it on the thighs so it really does to come down to your genetics um and if you like i said you don't have the straight ass don't lift the butt, the the, che the cheek up guys um but i don't see much changing in bodybuilding we've really always looked for what we've looked for you yeah. know um some guys um you know i had a guy one year um he was simply 10 kilos too big and he just had an absolute go at us um there was a reason why i had a go at us which i won't mention 
Um, but then he came back two years later, 10 kilos lighter, and he said, yeah, okay, I know what you mean now. <laughs> We're not looking for full fullness, okay? We're looking for your muscularity with as little body fat on as possible. All right, mm. but it's also, it's not a starvation contest. And what I like the loves the likes um, of so many trainers these days, and you'll see put it on, um, they'll put it online where they're feeding their, 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 their competitors. You know, it's not a starvation contest. They're feeding mm. them 1,800 calories, 2,000, 2,800 calories, 3,000 calories. Um, so yeah, uh, make sure you do it the right way. Um, in um, oh, what was the original question? So like, how is, has the criteria changed at all oh. over the years for other other yeah. categories? Pretty much, so, how have the competitors moved the criteria? The T absolutely, the competitors have moved the criteria, especially in the female divisions. If you go back to the very first show I ran back in two thousand and seven, where we had ten sports models. Um, the, the look we were looking for there was more of your um, your beach babe, okay, yeah. more so than someone who'd actually gone out and worked out. You know, these these bikini girls these days, they're working out, they're deadlifting, they're squatting, um, you know, they're doing all the heavy lifting, they're doing everything, um, and it's just changed the shape of the body we look for now in bikini compared to 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago. And then obviously sports and fitness, the girls have really pushed that um, boundary as well. Um, to the point where some girls in fitness really need to be doing fit a figure. Um, amazing bodies. Get into figure girls. Challenge yourself. Um, so that that's where those have changed. I think the only um, new evolution will be streetwear, um, street model for the guys and girls. Um, very big in some of the Asian countries, like huge in the Asian countries. Um, um, so we'll start that as we did last year, and we'll just see where that evolves to. Uh, men's physique, um, as we spoke about before we started, um, the biggest problem we've got here is guys that should be in bodybuilding um, are doing men's physique, and that can go against you. Um, so just be aware of that, guys. If you just want to show the wheels off and you're a big, bulky bloke with big arms, big chest, um, and really look like a bodybuilder, you're probably not going to do as well in men's physique. Mm. Yeah. You need to build those legs up. Yeah. And, and um, well, you know, sometimes they've got the legs. Sometimes yeah, they've, got, exactly. they've got the wheels. Yeah, I like, shouldn't. I'm being a bit unfair there. <laughs> yeah, or go, oh, they're just not big enough. I said, dude, yeah, but your upper body is gigantic. And remember, it's a package deal we look at. Some guys go, you know, like, I'm going to get done by his legs. But I said, have you looked at your upper body? You're going to do his, you know, win there. And then we work out the best package. Yeah. Um, and just something on angels. Can I just say on angels, girls, you're going to do angels. We want pizzazz. We want energy. We want almost like you're doing a jive or a Latin dance out there. Give us that, that show off your creation with some boom pizzazz, okay? Um, just on that because too often they'll just get out there and do a very slow march. It's not, it's have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that links really well into a question we got asked about stage presence and your top tips for that and what to avoid when presenting yourself on stage. So the first thing is, um, as I say at the posing classes, we get them on the side to walk on a bit of a practice. I said, side of stage, make sure make sure you've got your stage awareness ears on. You don't have that ah moment where you can't hear anything. You know, I've called out, I don't know, 10,000, 20,000 names in 15 years. I've never missed a name. But I'll look over and I'll see there's been a... Why is no one coming out? Why is no one coming out? And there's someone standing there waiting to come on, waiting for their name to be called. I called it three times ago, mm -hmm. okay? So they, they're not even in the zone, in that stage when it's zone before they've even got on stage. So make sure as your division gets called on, you're listening. You know at least the first two numbers in front of you and, and who they are. And go, okay, yep, 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 that's them. And I'm next. Oh, I heard my name. 
And then when you walk out, really start grabbing the attention of, you know, where am I? Where are the judges? Where's your coach? Um, and then present yourself. And as soon as you present yourself, feel free to move. Like do a, re, um, a, a readjustment, a reset, um, bodybuilding figure, physique, throw a pose or two out. But then once you've done that, say to yourself, do I remember what I just did? Because, you know, I've had people come off over the years where they go, I don't remember the whole time I was up there. It was like just a blur, you know. And in my very first show I ran, I had a guy that stuck his tongue out for every single pose. And oh. until he got his pictures back, he went, did I really do that? Didn't remember. You know, um, be stage aware so that your coach can yell out and, and call for corrections. And again, I use my wife as an example. In Townsville's first show, um, her back would fade away because she just learned how to get her back out with the V taper with a nice wide back. And it was a position that she'd get herself into with her arms that would reset it. So I just had one word for her. I'd yell out reset. And sure enough, there she is, the rear pose. That right side started going, 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 gone. Reset. Boom. She just heard the word and reset back in position. Okay, so it's really important because, again, um, I remember at a Brisbane Expo show where one of the uh, a girl wasn't doing something. The coach was screaming. I mean, I could hear him screaming. It was most deafening. And afterwards, she said to the coach, why didn't you yell something out? Oh, he was yelling. But it, they, they were in that, ah! moment yeah so be stage awareness is one of the biggest keys to get right so that you can adjust accordingly and knowing what you're doing up there is right just going hang on that doesn't feel right hang on i've got to reset and do it yourself you know um but yeah but if you if you don't see it the coach does he'll yell it out she'll yell it out just make sure that you can hear it bang yeah i think it's it's a shame when people hop up on stage dieting for 20 30 weeks and then they don't even remember it like that's yeah that's definitely something that it's definitely a shock, especially your initial time on stage, but it's definitely worth it just to calm yourself down and enjoy the moment. Yeah. And, and just remember to smile. And I, I think we've mentioned before, but smiling, it, it just it starts from the smile and you look down. Someone's smiling catches someone's attention. Just think about it at a pub or a club. You see this gorgeous smile be it from a guy or a girl, it'll naturally cause you to look down to look at the rest. Mm. Um, you know, prove me wrong. It's the same as a hairstyle where girls put their hairstyle upwards at the fringe. That makes the eye go upwards, you know. And, and actually, I had a, walked past a girl oh, a year ago in the shopping centre, um, uh, probably in her 50s. She had this um, really spiky, weird hairdress, um, hairstyle going upwards. And I'm like, look up. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. It told me to look up. Um, but, yeah, smile. And, again, like I said, trying to get a smiling picture for these posters was not the easiest thing because sometimes also I've got the problem with um yeah there could be the the wrong um the mid pose or something or there's a hand in front of the girl with a perfect pose so I can't use that and then I've got to try and find one to smile um yeah there's some that smile their asses off and there's some that I just I had some beautiful poses I wanted to use on the poster and I just went could you have just smiled <laughs> and the judges love that too okay and again don't think you'll just do it on the day I have too many pictures proving that you won't just do it on the day yeah. Compared to everything that you go through in a comp prep, yeah. you know, like this is smiling, I would argue, is the easy part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good uh, practice uh, for everyday life as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Jason, I actually had a question that I was hoping you could explain to the listeners because on stage, you know, there's usually those two lines of tape, like at the front yeah. and the back. But can you just explain to people why you actually get some of the female competitors to walk to the back line and actually pose on the back line and the front line? Oh, sometimes I'll do both for males and females. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the bigger the lineup, sometimes we push them back because we can see better from that distance, um, the whole line. 
Um, and sometimes it just gives a different perspective. So um, very rarely, it's never a lighting issue because we've got great lighting both front and back. Um, and I've actually got three lines down. So we'll either do it on the front line or the second line. And that way I've got the third line to push the competitors back to sit on that one that aren't in the call outs. Um, actually, if you ever see the lines on, um, on the stage, there's tape everywhere. Just so like even for bodybuilding, I've got the tape down where I need the, the guys and girls to stand directly above it. So that way it spaces them out. Mm. There's nothing worse than going to a show. And, and I've watched one, I won't say where. And I'm like, dude, MC, spread them out. They don't know. They're, on t- they're literally on top of each other. Um, yeah. You know, like, and so I try and do that so that it's self, um, it just happens by itself. And if not, I'll always try and, you know, spread them out. Um, but the other one also is just what I think of that. Girls and guys don't go in front of the line. And I've, I've seen where someone goes to set up a front door bicep in front of the line. What does the person do besides them? Goes in front of them. And then he goes in front of them. And he goes in front of them. And before you know it, they're falling off the stage. Okay, um, our lighting works best on that line. Stay on that line. If I see you, they're just too close together. I'll pull you. I'll just, you know, and, and relax, spread them again, and we'll, we'll go again. And also, don't fight elbows in your front and rear double biceps. It means little to, you know, if your elbows are touching or if your elbows are just slightly behind. Uh, and the actual fact, you know, don't panic. If someone's just sort of like in your face with that elbow, just actually move away from the judges by one inch right and reset okay don't squeeze yourself and pull your back t- together and do the wrong pose you, you're going just that one or two inches um behind the line so that you're not in an elbow fight um we'll still see you we've got the like i said we've got the best lighting going mm. and then you don't like i said you don't get in a wrong pose where you're squeezed up and bunched up you need those wings out mm-hmm. excellent and i actually had a question from a female competitor and she asked, are breast implants judged in a female's overall look and do they provide an advantage? Uh, look, no, I'd have to say not really because we've just got too many um, female winners that just don't have breast implants. I mean, you know, in actual fact, it might even be on this poster. I think on the SC poster, I'd say at least two are. Um, and just look at all the posters of past. Um, yeah, it's, it, it matters very little. Yeah, we're, we're looking at the body. We're looking at the muscles. We're looking at the mm. tone. Yeah, you know, so girls shouldn't feel obliged, you know, in, in order to be, let's say, proportionate that they have to go out and get breast implants yeah. in order to compete. No. I mean, and I'm looking at the side pose. I'm looking at those shoulders. If you can pop those lats out and get those, which pops the shoulders out, um, we're looking at that V taper, that uh, that X factor. We're looking at the quad sweep, um, you know, the, the glutes, um, you know, just the, 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 the delts. Yeah, just, yeah, don't, don't go and spend the 10 grand, save it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I think we'll end with uh, like a two-part question on tanning. It's something we talk about each episode with you, but it is very important. So really? uh, just uh, a general question about the best advice for tanning that you have. Okay. Number one, use Chic, um, Chic Beauty, who are always um, backstage with us. Um, just visit them on Facebook uh, and they'll get you sorted. Um, in bodybuilding, if, if in, a, in a division where shredded means something, do use some oil, um, get some uh, gloss about you because it'll highlight those. You wouldn't do that in bikini division or swimsuit because um, it only uh, in, it accentuates the curve in a bad way. Because uh, remember, we're looking for tone. You don't want to make it look any worse. Um, and just to spray oil. Yeah, just canola oil. Yeah. yeah, just some canola oil just um, 10 minutes before you go on. Uh, do be aware, please, if you do spray that, try and spray it with, with you, you being on a towel so that it's not slippery for the girls in heels. Mm. Um, you can be – it's very rare for you to be too dark, um, but it's often you're too light. 
okay? We got so much power in those lights. Um, you want to look dark backstage because we'll make you look light on stage. Um, and oh, I had a couple other things I just thought of. I should have written them down. Um, oh, guys that are bald, make sure you get a very dark um, makeup and apply that to your uh, face and head. Um, too many guys come out where they've just tanned up to their um, jawline and it looks ridiculous. It really does. It's like, guys, come on. You know, my first show I ever did, I used um, Dream Tan and put it on my head. And it was better than not putting anything on. But, it, you know, when I went to my third show, one of the girls goes, oh, no, no, don't do that, do that, and put that on. And, oh, okay, there you go. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, Sheik of the Masters, I'll take care of you. But, guys, just make sure you, you're you top to toe. And if you've got hair, guys, still do your face. Okay, still cover your face up. Yeah. yeah. And, and actually, for men's fitness in particular, it's really distorting to judge that when you've got a guy with a white face and a black body. Mm. Um, very, very hard. And if, and if you are a dark, um, a dark person, um, sometimes you have to put a tan on to bring your darkness down because you could be so rich, black skinned, it's sometimes hard to see the separation of muscles. Um, so you, you can have that problem as well. Yeah. You don't want, again, coming back to like what the judges are looking at, you don't want it to be looking at your white face and not your physique. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you get help. Again, go go to the shopping center and just stare at people and just think, yeah, where, where do I look after I see their face or see this or see that? Um, but it all begins with the face. Smile, everything, we, we, we look at the smile and everything flows down from there. Girls with your hair have that uh, wavy sort of long hair if you've got long hair and let it flow downwards and that's where the eye will go and let us get looking at your muscles because of all that work you've done in the gym. Yeah, and in relation to tanning, we did have a question about the Sunshine Coast show, and it, I guess it applies to Brisbane because people will be travelling. Yeah. Like, will she be at Sunny Coast the day before, or how will that work for our base coats? Yeah, you know? she'll be she'll be there the day before. So Sunny Coast, uh, she'll be tanning probably uh, between two and five in Friday afternoon, yeah. um, and then she'll be at the venue uh, both Saturday and Sunday. And we've got her in a new location, so she'll be in the hall. Um, in the hall has actually got two stages one at either end, so she'll be at the opposite end of where we were. So the, the show will be at the same end, and we've got her in the other end upstairs. Okay, great. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm super excited for everyone to hear your answers to these questions. You know, people always love these episodes. But we just have one final question for you, which we always end the podcast on, and that is one interesting thing that you learned this week. I learned something on scoliosis. So I'm treating a, um, a lady with scoliosis that was actually on set, believe it or not, in uh, 17, 18 years of age. Normally scoliosis, um, if it's on set, comes from a growing spurt. And she doesn't really recall having a growing spurt at 18 years of age, which kind of makes sense because very few do sort of spurt then. And then so I researched to see what the best um, treatment was. And the best treatment is exactly what we're doing, fascia release, to try and keep the muscles at ease. But also it was very interesting to see um, the damage it can do internally and put the pressure on some internal organs. So it was actually quite an interesting read. Um, it's not just a you know curvature of the spine. There's a lot more that goes to it than just saying, yeah, I've got scoliosis, curvature of the spine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, and, and literally if you just took five minutes and just typed in scoliosis, how it happens or symptoms or um, complications, um, in five minutes you'd uh, go, oh wow, didn't know that much more about scoliosis. Yeah, mm. so. Mm. That's interesting, yeah, definitely not something you I definitely don't think about your organs when you mentioned scoliosis, that's for sure. But it makes a lot of sense. It does, yeah. yeah. Mm, Great. Well, Jason, before we head off, can you just let everyone know where they can find you if they want to get in contact or how they can get in contact with ICN Queensland? 
Yeah, no problem at all. Um, email is qld at icompetenatural.com. Um, or, you know, I'm happy to take phone calls as well, 0403 498 I mean, that, those, uh, that number and also email address can be found on um, the iCompete website, uh, which is iCompeteAustralia.com. Um, in regards to the two events coming up, the event information sheets are both on the, um, the iCompete Australia website and also on the portal. So if you go to the portal where you enter, um, there will be event information on the left-hand side of your homepage. Just click on that so all your um, event information is there. And if you're not on our closed group page or Instagram, highly suggest that you do get on at least one of those because we put everything comp-related and I'll keep putting out more and more information. I'll, I'll put out the same information two or three times and especially closer to comp just so that you, you've totally got it. Um, and, you know, because uh, social media these days, like the news feed's gone in 24 hours. She's yeah. gone in 24 minutes. Um, I'll repost sometimes the same thing over and over just so that, um, you know, you get the information. And the sooner you enter, I do know this about entering, entering is you do not have to pay when you enter, okay? You're, you're, you're in and you can pay on the day. Okay, you're in or you can pay online on by the Monday night. Okay, but here's the thing by not paying is you can edit your entry until the Monday of the show week. Okay, so if you're a little bit not too sure, just don't pay. Enter the ones, you, you know, at least that way you're locking and go, oh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. But, you know, two weeks out, you go, oh, I've come in too lean, I've come in not lean enough, or actually, you know what, I want to do mamas instead of over 40s. Um, you can just go in there and just change it yourself. And then come the Monday night, it gets locked and that's final. Um, and then after that, on the Tuesday morning, um, I'll put out all the numbers. Um, so it will, um, excuse me, the way the numbering system works is um, first entered gets number 10, then 11, 12, 13, and, and, and so on. And so once we close the entries, I can press that magical button that just goes and fills in all those fields. And you get that one number for um, all your divisions. And you've got a number for the front and a number for the back. If you happen to lose one or something breaks on it, come see us. We'll replace both numbers and we'll put a new number on you. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be really helpful for some people because we get asked a fair bit about the numbering. So that's really good. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I highly recommend, yeah, everyone follows ICN Queensland on their Instagram page and on the Facebook page just to oh. stay up to date with all of these things, and especially with the posing workshops. You know, those are happening every single weekend now. So Jason's always putting up updates for locations and times for those posing workshops. Yeah. So on, on Facebook, the, the important one to follow, not the fan page, but the community closed group page, and that is ICN QLD community. Okay, that's a closed group page, that one. And then Instagram is just ICNQLD. And Kirsten on there um, does a rock solid job of keeping that um, going. Um, so Kirsten will answer any questions there. If they get any sticky ones, um, she'll flick, flick them over to me. Yeah, she is just amazing, you know. Yeah, and I strongly encourage anyone, if you are involved, you know, with ICN Queensland, like tag them in your stories, tag them in your Instagram posts, because Kirsten's always reposting those things to the ICN Queensland and, stories, which is amazing. Yeah, we've got 16,000 followers on Instagram, um, about 45,000 all up across all of our pages. And, you know, coaches, if you're listening to this, um, send send Kirsten content. We will put your content up. There's no – we are not playing favourites. And actually, let, let me let me go there for a second. <laughs> Some people think we play favourites. No, it's the content we get, okay? <laughs> send us – and before and afters. We love before and afters. If you want to give yourself a shout-out, send to Kirsten your before and after um, as a coach, your, your clients, and we'll put them up. Transformation Tuesday, we couldn't have enough of them. 
okay and and it really inspires and motivates others and and people always are so um so loving to those before and after pictures and the comments are always fantastic you know so um it helps the person that's made that change um really beats them up in a good way you know it, it gives them a good high it's yeah it really is such content. an amazing community you know really really happy to be affiliated with it and uh yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, Jason. And guys, remember, if you did enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag ICN Queensland, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week. All right, thanks, guys.